There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles. I have Trey. You have Trey? I, okay, I'm sorry. I, you know what? We have Trey here. <laughs> Trey Castles. How are y'all doing? We also have a very special guest, Garen Jones. Say hello. Hi, friends. Garen Jones is a motivational speaker in over 60 countries. He does personal coaching, incredible retreats. He's a best-selling author of Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. But most importantly, he has the most beautiful life story that will absolutely move you to the core. We talk so much about health and wellness on this podcast, but Honestly, the nutrition, the fitness, those are a byproduct after your soul is taken care of. So mind, body, and soul are the key uh, to an overall joyful life. And I am inspired by the amount of, uh, of situations in your life that you learned from and overcame, and now you are vulnerable, vulnerable and you share with the world. Um, Garen was... Grown, he grew up in Houston, Texas. Uh, had attempted murder on him from twice as a young child. Uh, lost your father. Um, abandoned. I homeless. Had it all. Lost it all. Had it all again. And here we are. So, can you here tell us a little bit about your story? 
Um, you know, it, it's so, when somebody says, can you, tell, can you tell us a little bit about your story? My whole life flashes before, before my eyes and I'm like, a little bit. Um, I just, I had a really difficult life. And, you know, when I'm sharing my story, I want everybody out there to not just get lost in the story and be like, oh yeah, good for him. I want you to think and imagine anywhere in your life where you feel stuck or maybe someone else, maybe your life is flowing, but someone else in your life feels stuck and you have no answers for them. My story, when listening from that lens, could provide a lot of awareness and insights that will have you leave off this call a completely different human or knowing the exact steps to take to su support somebody that you love you know, throughout your friends and family, um, the community of your friends and family. So a little bit about my story. I, I, I didn't come from money, moved around maybe 10 times whether it was South Park, Third Ward, Hunter's Glen, Briargate, Ridgegate, um, in Missouri City, Sharpstown. We just kept moving like every two and a half years uh, from when I was a little kid up until I was graduating. So it was natural for me to shift almost every two and a half years. And um, I stopped being a victim probably when I was 32 years old. Some people might go to their grave grave being a victim. And there are some people that probably had somebody in their life, great parents that could guide them. But my mom was great. The best way she knew how to be great, she was just always working. And my father was murdered when I was 12. So it was just like me and the streets and my friends and getting in trouble. And that was my form of whatever was grooming me to be a, become a young man. And so having that and the background that I had, I didn't really have much guidance on how to make money, what to do with it, uh, how, you know, so many different things, how to treat people, how to, if you become a father, what do you do with that? Uh, how to treat women. I never had, there was no example in my life to give me um, something worthwhile following when I was younger. So I just took what I got. And then as an adult, I call adults deteriorated children. As an adult, I just used those same tools until I was 32 years old. Um, Try to take my life twice. Didn't just was so stressed out living in my car for two and a half years. There's that two and a half years again, was in prison for two and a half years interesting how when I was a little kid, every two and a half years was a change. And how I'm going to close off this bit about my past was once I went to a leadership seminar and they said successful people are willing to do the things that unsuccessful people won't do. And then I started doing the things that I saw other successful people doing, like reading books, like building people up, like getting healthy. And, and I love that y'all's podcast is circumvented around healthy, healthy, active lifestyle, because that was the thing that woke me up to the life that I'm living now, because it worked on my my heart, my soul, my spirit, my body, everything that that I completely closed out. Well, 
to make a long story even shorter, my life is a direct representation of all of the changes that I made when I met a homeless guy um, in the gas station and I asked him for money and he said, you have more money than me. And I said, change your mind. And he said, he said to me, change your mindset, change your life and walked away. I now know that that was my angel. And from there up until even this morning, every single time I don't feel like doing something and, but I know that it can be better for me. I do it. And during your childhood, you had hardships every two and a half years after your childhood, you go out and you're on your own but you continue to attract the same hardships in your life over and over and over. You said before I, on something that I listened to that you will continually have lessons that God brings you until you actually learn from them and grow. Hmm. So if you do not recognize those lessons and grow from them, you're gonna have another one just like it come back in. Yeah. When was your shift in that? Um, I think that, you know, when I was a little kid, I, I always loved puzzles. I love patterns. I love putting puzzle pieces together. And and um, I think when I started noticing when I started doing um, triathlons and, and half Ironmans and swimming three miles in the ocean, which are things that I would have never done when I was younger. You know, I ran the 400 hurdles and the 800 in high school, but I never did like running 64 miles over a mountain. I never did any of those things. When I started doing uh, endurance sports and noticing who I was becoming while training for that, while completing those races, I noticed that the things that would surprise me with big challenges in my life started happening a lot less or started lessening the blow of my life. So I was like, man, every single time I train for a big race or I do something where I intentionally sink, seek growth and discomfort, the things that used to blindside me don't, they happen a lot less. They don't happen like they did when I was younger. So I'm going to keep doing that. So I recognized the pattern while seeking discomfort. I was channeling the parts of me that happens. Maybe a breakup happens and then I have to figure out a way to adjust my life and overcome that. And then in the overcoming comes growth. It's when I sought, when I was pursuing actively, when I was actively pursuing growth, I started noticing those random things happening a lot less. And then one day, I just, one year, I wanted to see what would happen if I didn't pursue anything, if I didn't pursue uncomfort and growth. And they came back again, the random things. And I was like, mm. wait a second, there's something here. So I'm just going to stick, see, because you can't see the non, you can't see what's in the non-physical world, but you can see the effect of it in the physical world. So it seems like, Every time I was pursuing growth, difficult difficult things and immersing myself into it, whatever was happening in the non-physical world was producing a different reality in the physical world. So I just kept doing it 
And since then, I've never stopped since 2012. That's awesome. Trey's been working a lot through that with uh, cold plunges. Yeah, we have one downstairs. It's the same. I mean, I wouldn't say the same concept, but it's the concept of doing something that's hard that you don't want to do, but doing it anyway you overcome this fear, this anxiety, this, this depression, this, this, this anchor that doesn't allow you to do it. And when you accomplish it, the joy you get from that just pushes you to the next one. And at least for me anyway, it's like, I, I started doing that cold plunge and it, it sucked for the first week. And then it just started to get easier and easier because I knew what I was getting into and I knew the benefits of it after I got out of it. And then I actually started to seek the benefits of it and I no longer realized the pain because all I remember now coming out of it was the benefit. And so it was, it was, it was cool. I believe there is so much connection with gaining strength in our bodies for muscular endurance, muscular strength, that with every bicep curl, with every bench press, every squat, if you visualize that at the same time that your body is getting stronger, your mind is getting stronger and your heart are getting stronger, you are just creating, I, I, I go a little deep and I visualize my heart pounding, um, just this super energetic organ, just getting stronger and pounding out blood and this vibration almost coming over me that it just makes my day more powerful uh, makes every day more powerful no, I, I i love that so much and you know I, I i personally coach some really really high level athletes on how to not just be talented in their sport but to be skilled in what your sport is you being talented what is actually happening on a deeper level mm-hmm. so i teach them how to overstand and understand what happens when they're doing something over and over and over again and how to set powerful intentions and it not just be something that your dad or mom taught you when you were a little kid. But when I'm working with athletes, it's aligning the full embodiment of of the spiritual and the, and the physical self, which is pretty much what you're saying. And I just, I love it. I, this is something that is, a non-negotiable for my life, especially if you're wanting to do big things in a world and you come across big personalities and you want to lead big organizations. Well, to lead other leaders, it's easier to lead followers, but to lead other Mm -hmm. leaders that shape and cultivate other leaders, that takes a different type of mentality. And, you know, me always being ahead of the curve allows me to be grounded in my body and not lose myself because of all of that work that you're that that you're talking about the discomfort work Mm -hmm. okay i want to talk about inner child for a moment so so yes (laughs) so your your child your inner child that you have uh created was uh, just so everybody knows we met garen jones and his wife um blair and their baby soul in the airport uh i saw his little girl And I thought, oh my gosh, she is the most adorable little girl I've ever seen. Her hair is absolutely gorgeous. Such a unique, beautiful color. She is truly a beautiful soul. Well, can I tell you what what stood out for me when I first, what what actually mesmerized me about you and your family is in the airport, it's just gloomy and nobody's happy. Everybody's just kind of head down, getting to where they need to go. And 
y'all's family just had this glow about you. There was this energy and it was infectious. It was like, I want to look at that. I want to see what these guys are doing. And what I saw was joy. I saw you playing with your daughter, your daughter interacting with you, you interacting with your wife, and y'all didn't care who was around. Y'all were being you, y'all were being so joyful and smiles, and it was just, it was mesmerizing. And I was like, man, that's a cool couple. And then, you know, my son met you, and then, I don't know, it ended up meeting our energies met at the baggage claim when we got back from L.A. Well, and actually, that's when it started. actually, I noticed his necklace, and oh, I was sorry, like, you did I was first. like, oh... At first, I, you know, I saw you and I was like, this, fa this family's very special. Like, there's something very special. And then I saw your necklace and I was like, oh, yeah, he's conscious. He, <laughs> he gets it. And, but then I saw your son. I saw your son first because he was, he, like, did something for us, like, let us cut in line or something like that. And I remember us coming. And then I remember mm -hmm. us coming back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was an energy for sure. Well... So back to inner child. So your inner child, you talk a lot about that. And this is where someone finds their true joy. Like I said before, we talk a lot about health and wellness, nutrition and fitness and exercise and things like that. But it's actually a very small part of our podcast, those topics, because our joy is truly what matters the most and finding your joy comes through accessing your inner child. So can you talk about what it is an inner child for somebody who has no idea what that means? Yeah. So uh, the, the, the simplest way I can put it is that everybody that is watching this, that is listening to this, that's going to be shared this, that kind of mm -hmm. listens and that fully listens has been a child once. Mm -hmm. And at some point in your childhood was a natural state of joy. Whether you remember it or not, there's at some point. And most, as I've traveled around the world to now 77 different countries, um, I see so, I see and feel so much suffering and inner turmoil suffering and on the surface is racism is uh is 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 hatred is fighting physical abuse mental abuse spiritual abuse white and black man and woman trans no trans vax no vax and it's just everybody mm -hmm. pinning on each other but underneath yeah. i don't even see any of those things what i see is a suffering child who yeah. doesn't feel love enough to love themselves, because only hurt people hurt people. And if you're wounded, your wound comes out on other people. That comes from an act of suffering most of the time from the child. And so the work that I do in the world is when I meet adults, I only see the kid inside of the adult. Either they're hurting or they're not. And you can always tell when they're not hurting. And there's no judgment on my part. I'm just holding space, possibly, for, you know, for an arena that most children maybe never had a conscious person hold space for. So the inner child is the kid inside of you, as I feel that adults are deteriorated children, and they have all the gifts, all of the energy, all of the power, all of the bigness, all of the bravery, the risk-taking, all of these things, and most people in the world are 
working jobs that they know deep down inside they don't want to do. They're in relationships mm-hmm. that they, they, they don't want to be in. And all of this is a result of what started from the little kid abandoning your first love, which is whatever made you joyous, whatever made you happy, whatever brought you the most energy, whatever made you the most free. So what I do is teach people in a safe way how to take a journey through the inner walls of their scary, release that energy and tap back into the little kid that you've always been, which I feel is the little voice inside of you saying, do this, try this, say mm-hmm. this. And um, so, yeah, that's that's my work in the world. And yeah, the inner child is the little kid inside of you. And I teach people how to tap back into that energy and remember just how resilient and and majestic and magnificent you are. And it's interesting how a topic like this could seem like it's only for the most expressive, outgoing people, and it actually isn't. I've worked with top CEOs and founders of companies, and they're just like, man, I got all of these millions, and yet... I don't know how to have fun. I don't know how to, I don't have energy for my children. I don't have this. And when I teach them how to align themselves Mm -hmm. fully, fully, then the energy is natural. The resilience is natural. The passion is natural. The love is natural. The gifts, the creativity is natural. Just look at a kid. Now you tap back into that little kid well, then you're just an adult harnessing the your 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 deepest, most influential power that's latent inside of your soul. That is the simplest way I know for a very <laughs> complex topic. It is a very hey man, we're all still Toys R Us kids, okay? That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think that having our own children has helped us to access our inner child uh, Absolutely. so much. Sometimes I feel like Trey is one. Of, I had I had to tell him last night we had no power <laughs> until about 10 o'clock and then the power comes on about 10, 15 and him and Evan, our teenage son, which it's like Trey back to life again. He's back to life with, with through our team. I'm, I'm a junior high kid. They're right in there at 1030 wrestling. And I'm like, boys, <laughs> boys, I told go you, to I, bed. I say, like, hey, you just got me in trouble. I'm yeah. going to have to go in there and take this for both of us. You, you are, and, and then <laughs> Trey and I have this year, just this year. I mean, we, we've been married 20 years. We've gone through a lot of crap, a lot of crap. And, but we've grown together. We've grown together emotionally, spiritually, physically, like all the areas we've just grown. And every single month, it's like, boom, next level, boom, next level. And just this last year, him and I both have been helping each other through moments of where we see that inner child crying or throwing a fit, or we don't react to each other in a way that is um, condescending or rude. It's like, we take a moment to just say, why did she do that? That wasn't her, you know, what, what, what what is she upset about? It's not at me. So why, what, what can I do to help why she's feeling that way? And I don't know, it's, it's, it's been a peaceful journey this year to navigate in that way. There's so much peace in it. it. Your stories that I listen to, 
your inner child, uh, who you were as a little kid, there was so much anointing over your life. Mm. It is truly remarkable the things that you went to th that you went through. Being told you were going to Disneyland and being put in a dryer, someone yeah. pushing you in a bayou to try to kill you. I, I think it to me the most powerful thing. I was listening last night to the to the upgrade part, and uh, I think it was chapter six and chapter seven of love, and it was truly profound the forgiveness that you were able to give. Yeah. in in your journey and and how you went back to all of the hurt and the pain that was done to you in your life and then you just graciously just forgave and the freedom that you you're saying and and I hear in your voice that you get from that is just infectious that moves us right into forgiveness yeah you know it is uh i say all the time forgiveness is freedom Mm -hmm. And what even got me on this journey is one day I, while I was transforming my life and, and just building a, a stronger relationship with God. And one day I just, I was on Facebook and there was a girl that I went to school with named Tess Hall and we were seven years old. And every time I go on Facebook, mind you, this is like 35 years later, <laughs> and every time I go on Facebook, I like, always remember when I pulled the, her hoodie over her head and hit her in the head with a backpack when I was seven years old. I never, I was just like, that's the only memory I have. And we had classes and everything after that. So I decided to message her and I was like, um, hey, Tess, I know you don't remember this, but um, I, you know, kids do the stupidest thing. I just want to apologize to you for pulling a drawstring over your head and hitting you over the head with a backpack. Now, mind you, we were talking back and forth, like boom, 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 boom. How have you been? All this other stuff. And then I shared this, she read it and didn't respond. And I was like, wait, mm. we were going back and forth. Then I went on Facebook public and wrote a public apology. Kids do the stupidest things. One minute later, she said, can you please remove that? I'm in tears right now. Oh. And I was like, wait, 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 what? People hold on to something. And my spiritual advisors say, no, it's not that they hold on. It's like they're left with the last way that you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And so a re, if you tap into that wound, it opens, it reopens that, that trigger again. And so you re-triggered something that was never closed. And I remember being baffled the fact that, oh my goodness. Then she wrote down, one, why did you do that? Two, what about me made you do that? Three, same thing has happened to my children and I don't know what to tell them. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, <laughs> I have so many people to apologize to and so many people to mm -hmm. forgive. And that's what started me on the deep work. And I was like, man, I'm just gonna go back and I wrote a list from kindergarten all the way up to present moment to people that wow. have hurt me, to people that I have hurt mm -hmm. in thought, physically, all these things with the intention of apologizing to them for my part without expecting them to, to respond. Whatever their response is, is their work. But I was transforming my life. And so I forgave myself first for holding on to resentment. And then I, I apologized to my part simultaneously when I was doing that, because I, you know, I got started 
in my health and well health and wellness career, I was starting to get new clients. I would like forgive three people and then three new clients would come in. I'm like, huh. And I love puzzles. So I'm like putting these patterns together. I forgive five people and then like five new people would be interested in my business. And I'm not saying that this will happen to everyone, but I am saying that there is a universal order. That is mm -hmm. law. This is the, the oldest living law in the world is how nature actually works. Yeah. You drop a seed into the ground, you put, give it proper water and sunlight. I don't care who the government is, you red or black or whatever your titles are. You drop a seed into the ground every time, providing mm -hmm. it's fertile soil, proper water and sunlight, you tend the weeds, something will grow. So there is a universal order to how life actually works. So yeah. I started noticing these patterns of releasing hate from no matter how old it was inside of me and watching it be restored, kind of like nature always restores itself. Wow. That's, that's the simplicity mm -hmm. in the complexity makes it so easy to understand when you put it that way. Very much so. You had to get to this point of doing the emotional work because yeah. so many people, including myself, we go through our, our childhood, we go through our adolescence, we make a lot of mistakes. Then usually somewhere along the way, you know, if you're a person that's awake, uh, you're going to receive something. Um, you, you got a book called The Power of Positive Thinking. And yeah. you read that, but then you kind of put it down and then life went on, continued on the same pattern, but somewhere you picked it up again. How was that a shift for you? That was the, that was the beginning, right? Because you were homeless at that point. Yeah. I, you know, it, it was the beginning of what I was aware of. Mm -hmm. See, every other time I read that book, all these amazing things would happen. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know it was what I was reading that was dropping into my subconscious mind and overflowing into the physical reality of my life. I had no idea. So I'm just like reading the book and booking all these modeling jobs and, and working with Beyonce and, and, and all these different people in the industry and L'Oreal and Old Navy and Tommy Hilfiger doing all this other stuff. I didn't know that, you know, the, and the, the, the power of positive thinking is a book that's based off of biblical principles. I had no idea. Right. I just didn't know. I never read books because I had a speech impediment coming out through coming out of high school. I never read books anyways. It was just a book that was given to me. I pulled it off the shelf and I started reading like this over enunciating my voice so that it would stretch. And by the time I was done, I was talking like this. So I was just reading to train because that was the book that I had to, to train my enunciation, not realizing. I wasn't even aware wow. that I'm learning all of these biblical, biblical principles, love yourself, love your mm -hmm. neighbor, mm -hmm. forgiveness, letting yep. go, think positively and all this other stuff. Because one, I didn't understand the Bible, but that this was Norman Vincent Peale, who is a pastor. That it's his perspective of certain things that came out of Psalms. 
you know? Mm. And so I'm reading this book and my life is massively shifting, but I was unaware that it was what I was reading and the spirit that was coming through me. Mm -hmm. So when I put the book down and made it about me, the human, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the shit. I'm this, mm -hmm. I'm that. <laughs> Ego sets in, I lose it all. So it wasn't until I picked up the book again after somebody on the leadership stage said, leaders are readers. When you find a mm -hmm. real good book, oh, you will that? find results in your life. Don't ever put that book down. Make that something that's just a running, don't read a book for memory, read it for mastery. And you'll know yes. when you're in mastery of it because your life will look like the information that's stored into the pages. Wow. I never put that book down. So it's over 300 reads between the paperback and audiobook. And I still, I read a lot of other stuff, but this is the one that's a constant for me. Mm -hmm. Dang. There were two times that you were in jail once as an adolescence and yeah that's when a, a man might have been your guardian angel another yeah. another guardian angel what is that the like the fourth or fifth um tells you about the lord's prayer and then another one you were in jail in france which oh my gosh that had to have been so scary <laughs> tell me about that uh that first time because you were young so i'm imagining i'm visualizing you probably not having read the power of positive thinking before no the age i was of 14 years old yeah okay. yeah no i was 14 years old i didn't read books and i remember i had i had got busted for, and i was already on probation for um for breaking into into cars, which I wasn't really breaking into cars. This was my version. This is my young brain. I thought all all white people were rich um, <laughs> and all black people were poor. So I'd go to the white neighborhood, which it was just people in a different class. Right. And all I saw was white people. So as a 14 year old, this is what I say. I go to the white neighborhood and then open up their car doors because they never locked the car doors. <laughs> then I open up and take whatever's valuable. So that's considered breaking in. So um, I've learned my lessons since then. It's just a different class. Like I live in a different class of neighborhood now. Um, but I go to those neighborhoods and I broke into 60, I, I opened 62 car doors that were open and took everything that was valuable. And I was already on probation. So they put me in juvenile, but they were trying me as an adult because I had more than one felony because each car that I broke into was a felony. Wow. So I had 62 <laughs> felonies on my record. And the, the deal was by the time I was 15, they would take me out of juvenile, put me in prison for teenagers, which is TYC. And then mm -hmm. after one year, they would try me as an adult and I would go to actual prison with these grown men and, and at that time, I didn't start puberty till I was 18 years old. So I was a little kid for a very long time. I graduated high school. I was five, seven and a half. I'm six foot one now. And so I, um, yeah, no, it's crazy. So I'm in juvenile, not thinking I'm going to get out. And I see this guy and something inside said, Garen, ask him how you can get out. I wasn't supposed to get out of the lunch line. And so I just was like, hey, mister, how can I get out? And he said, do you know the Lord's Prayer? Hmm. And I thought it was the stupidest thing. And I'm just <laughs> like, 
No. He said, he pulled out this little orange Bible. He said, when you learn the Lord's Prayer, that's when you'll get out. Wow. Made no sense to me. I held on to that book for two months. I didn't even read it, nothing. One week before I was about to be shift, shipped off to prison for teenagers, which was six hours away. I was in juvenile that was 30 minutes away from my mom, so she can come visit anytime. Yeah. Six hours away, which is the longest I'd ever been away from my mom. So they were about to, one week before they shipped me off, and I was like, you know what? I'm mean, Let me get this stupid little Bible, and I'll read this Lord's Prayer, whatever this stupid thing is. And I start reading it. And at first, I'm just like, our Father, Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And I would read it and read it and read it. And then one day, something shifted inside of me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what being filled with the Holy Spirit was back then. Uh -huh. Just I know that the person that was reading didn't feel like me. There was a different energy. And when I memorized it to the point where it be felt like it became a part of me, and I just said it, and I said it out loud, less than five seconds after I'd finished saying the Lord's Prayer from embodiment, I get a knock on my door. Jones, today is your lucky day. You're getting out. Yeah. Gives me chills. I, it gives me chills. It just, we had another podcast uh, guest on here and he was uh, in, he was in prison for murder and he experienced the Holy Spirit in a, in a different way, but nonetheless, in a moment of solitude in jail and uh, he was in solitary confinement because he was the gang leader. So uh, he had to be by himself so he wouldn't lead everyone in gang or in the jail. But um, it just goes to show the power of of our spiritual connection with the Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit. And if if God can touch so many men and women in their deepest, darkest times in, in prison and jail, when they feel that there is no hope, how much can he do in our lives just on a day to day basis? It, it, it gives me. Oh, it makes me cry just thinking about um, the amazing power and uh, forgiveness and an anointing that he has over each and every one of us. Okay. Um, you've been through so much in your life and you finally came to a place of finding your purpose. How did you do that? Oh, man, there's, there's this is two part. Um. Well, one, my purpose, I got to, and this is important that I specify this. When I look at trees, I see them growing to their max, sending their roots down into the earth as far as they possibly can, putting their, their limbs out as far as they possibly can, growing as much food as possible, uh, fruit as possible, the birds fly as high as possible. And I'm like, well, then that must mean as humans, our purpose is to grow to our max. All the friends you can, all the money you can, all the love that you can love yourself and give away. So a lot of, I think a lot of times people confuse their mission with their purpose. And even a plate has a purpose to hold food or whatever you mm -hmm. want to put on the plate. And so 
for me, once I realized that my purpose was to live as my fullest expression, my authentic nature. I mean, I mean, full. Whenever they're, they're on the tombstone, there's a date and there's a dash and there's another date. Right now, we're all living in the dash. And whenever you look at that, that dash from the tombstone, that is literally a symbol for how you chose to live your life. It can either stop with you or passed on to the next generation. So when I decided that my dash was going to be made up of something that would actually have me alive forever, because when the spirit flows through me, now I become a conduit for the information. Mm -hmm. And when that information is passed on, I'm still alive. Like my dad is still alive because he taught me how to do what I love that makes me happy. So my dad's still alive through me. And so when that became an awareness from me, I started living different, thinking different, speaking different, treating people different, because my purpose for living is to live as my fullest expression and elevate the world around me. That's number one. And then number two, when I was torn between the church and health and wellness, and I was like, oh, you know, I go to church here and then I got the health and wellness here. And, and I was just torn between the two. But I was like, but I got to take care of my daughter and everything when I go to church here. And I remember going to the church and my pastor, Pastor Torre, he was all the way in the back. And, um, you know, for those who don't go to church, you don't have to go to church to understand what I'm about to share with you. It, it, it's about taking a, a parts of you and making you whole in one. I was all the way in the back. And then Pastor Torre, he goes, you hey man, y'all church folks, y'all get on my nerves. Y'all give us such a bad name. It's like when uh -huh. people are wanting to learn, if they're not, if they don't know, then they're coming in as a baby who's learning the ABCs. Uh -huh. You try to shove pre-calculus down their throat and it turns them off to the church because you don't even give them the opportunity to know what the ABCs of church is, which is love and healing and forgiveness and all these different things. He was like, you've got to know how to translate the basics to the masses. I'm called to be on a pulpit, so I speak like a pre preacher. And I had just started my health and wellness journey, and I'm all the way in the back. $200,000 in debt living in my car, all the way in the back. He said, but you could be in health and wellness. And I poked my head up. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, he was like, but talk like you're in health and wellness, but come from the spirit, make your work, your ministry, yes. but talk how a health and wellness person would talk. And I was like, you mean I don't have to separate myself? Ooh. And it was in that moment right there, not living as a split version of myself, but being whole in my belief, being whole in Garen, being whole with why I'm here on this planet and being led by the spirit from that, there was like literally, I knew I was gonna be protected in anything that I'd ever done. And I've been living that way ever since then. So understanding that or in the boat and understanding my purpose is to live my fullest expression while being on this mission of teaching people how to 
live as their 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 fullest expression. That's what have me paddling mm-hmm. uh, uh, in a different ocean than most people, because most people are living in ten different versions of, of themselves. They're not living as a whole person. Absolutely. No, that's 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 well said. I I, I think uh, you know for for someone like myself that. Uh, tries to get balanced in all areas of life. You're, you're, you're trying to be a different person in each one of those areas instead of being your authentic self in each area, which then manifests each area to go where the Holy Spirit drives you. And if you don't Absolutely. have that spirit leading you in each one of those areas, your, your ego and your pride is trying to do that for you. And I don't know. That's, that's well said. It was a few weeks ago that I, I heard you say somewhere um, something very similar to what you just said. And it was the first time that I heard it put into words because I've thought these things, but I've never actually put it into words. And when people ask us, what kind of podcast are you? I've said, you know, we're a health and wellness podcast. We talk about faith. We talk about family. We talk about primary food, you know, which is your creativity, um, your relationships. Uh, it's more than just nutrition and fitness. And they're like, well, how does, and, and I've had so many people come on here and share their testimony. And they're like, well, how does that fit into health and wellness? And I'm like, because it's all together. It's one person. And these are different aspects of us that all fit together and they don't have to be separated. I don't have to overhear talk about how I am just on fire to have uh, a strong body, a strong mind, um, a strong spirit, but then go to church and then be completely separate and then act like those things are not important at all because it's a sin if they're important. Uh, be, like you're idolizing yourself. It doesn't have to be that way and it doesn't have to be expressed that way. We can, it, I love how you have pulled it all together and you show you show the world how to live their authentic self, live through the spirit and how to become grounded again every single day, which brings me to my last point. Every day you have some practices. What are some of your practices in the morning from the start of the day? I, you know what? What time do you wake up? Let's start there. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I typically wake up at 4.20 a.m. It was 4, 4 a.m. this morning. So I'm trying a new formula. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and you don't, I don't know, some people are going to listen to this. They're like, oh, my God, it's so difficult. Oh, I can't. You got to find a formula that works for you. Um, I'll just give you context. My wife needs two hours of her meditating and her prayer and her rituals and everything away from the baby. And when I was waking up at five and the baby was waking up at five thirty or six o'clock and it's like Blair's knees weren't getting met. My knees weren't getting met. So we were just depleted parents. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to figure out something else. So started going to sleep earlier and waking up and during a time I knew baby soul wasn't going to wake up. So I wake up at four, four twenty, and I'll do my meditation, my prayer, my rituals, my cold plunge, my sauna, my running. Um, and when I, when I, when I do that, I feel it's like when you jump into a car and you turn on the car engine, it's got to do 10 times the velocity before it settles into the drive. So it's like, Mm -hmm. and then 
when I come to my wife, she gets an overflowed version of me instead of an exhausted or, or, or a half version of me. And so that's just better for everybody. It's better for humanity. It's better for the baby. It's better for my work. It's better for my wife mm-hmm. that I get that time. When I don't get that time, now it's like, it's like I'm discombobulated. Yeah. I, and my, my time for me is best early in the morning when nobody is awake, no emails, no text, no, no social media, nothing. So I wake up. Uh, I have two different protocols. I either do the 20-20-20 formula by Robin Sharma, 20 minutes of intense exercise. This is not for my actual exercise. This is just to lower the cortisol levels and boost the serotonin. It's the molecule in the body that causes you to be happy. 20 minutes of intense exercise. Like soon as you wake up, go into push-ups, go into sit-ups, go into running in place, go into jumping jacks. Soon as you wake up. And then 20 minutes of self-reflecting, reflect on the day yesterday, and then reflect on what I'll be doing today. And then then 20 minutes of growing your mind. So you, whatever project you're working on, you're just learning one new thing. You're growing your mind. You do that 30 days, you will have become like a completely evolved version of yourself simply because you're set out to grow every single day and you're reflecting on what you're growing on and you're reflecting on the day before and then you 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 wake up and then you're you're empowering your body there's that there, there's this one and then the other one is when i wake up at 4:20 i go immediately go outside there's no lights on my street my community and i go out and i'll go run 5 to 10 miles now what i do is every 3 steps i take a deep breath in only through my nose the entire time. It's difficult for people to even do freaking half a mile. Mm-hmm. I've trained myself to develop a bulletproof life force that always keeps me calm because I train in extremes. Take a three deep, I mean, take a deep breath in my nose every three steps, out of my nose, next three steps. And I do that. And then I get into the cold plunge. I do the same pattern of breath get into the sauna, same pattern of breath. By the time life happens, the things that would normally piss me off, I've already trained to to automation. This new cycle of breath keeps you younger, makes you, uh, you can, you can, you can, you have more of capacity to hold for more things. Time slows down for you. Uh, a lot of beautiful benefits when training your life force that way. So that's how I start my morning. I love it. Trey and I are about to go get up. You're going to see me doing some tricep dips. Listen, I ain't getting up at 420. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have, we have a, um, a far infrared sauna, um, uh, sunlighting uh, sauna, yep. and we had to move it into our bedroom so that we'll use it more because uh, it, it wasn't heating up as much in the garage we got to get her in the cold plunge she wanted she she stuck a finger in it and then she stuck an elbow in it and that was about it yeah that's about <laughs> as far as i got does blair get in there that's how i started see does you're blair, on your way baby that's how i you're started. Does blair get in the cold plunge oh yeah oh, man she was the one that inspired me to get oh, really? in i was like damn she got in quick <sighs> and and then finally i started with my toe and then i just got a little bit of time and after a while I just get in and there are so many, so many things have shifted. My mom is the furthest away from anything out of the Bible. 
Like she, that's not in the Bible. Like it's like that biohacking world. She's, she was at my house with her inflated ankle. I mean, with her big ankles Mm -hmm. and everything. I said, mom, just try this red light therapy Mm -hmm. one time. Just try it. Just sit in front, five minutes in the front, five minutes in the back. Just like, just try it. Get on the vibe plate and, 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 and like, let your body shake for a little bit and just dip your ankle in the cold plunge for 30 seconds. The very next day, she said, baby, I haven't felt this good in over 15 years. Yeah, hours. buddy. It's it. true. And she's barely, she's barely trying. And I was like, come on, mom. I can believe it. It's, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, you can see how all the blood just rushes to the the organs to protect and then it just brushes flushes right out thank you so much for joining us on this podcast it was it was such a delight meeting you such a a pleasure and honor and i i feel so blessed to have you on here to share your stories and your wisdom and um and your passion your mission your purpose it's beautiful Hey, can I ask, um, you know, for myself and for listeners, you know, you, you talked about coaching and you talked about, um, you know, retreats. Uh, what what type of services, yeah. I mean, do you provide and, and who are they available to? Uh, they're a bit, well, we do it. We interview everybody who comes so that we know that the the that it's the, the, the right kind of community. But um, my next retreat is called Awaken the Artist Within. The artist is the little kid who remembers. Mm-hmm. And it attracts the most epic, epic humans with the through line, with the through line meaning, I want more confidence. I want to be fully expressed. I need a powerful community to be around. Um, and so it's called Awaken the Artist Within. It's October 4th through the 9th in October. I mean, in uh, Aspen, Colorado, all the food and housing will be taken care of. And it's, it's a very small price to play for something that can change your life forever. Like you could literally compress time frames in four days that will give you 20 years worth of like, holy crap, I could have gone another 20 years and not had this awareness. So the type of services we do inner child healing, we do joy, play, paint, dancing, somatic Mm. Uh, soma means the body. Yeah. So any energy that's stuck in the body, it comes out, whether it be daddy, mama issues or anything like that. There's emotional intelligence and it's an immersive work workshop, immersive workshop as well as you do partner shares and they role play certain people in your life. So there's a lot of stuff. That I'm not going to tell, but that's good enough right <laughs> there because a lot of it I want to be a surprise. But guaranteed anybody who um, who attends those retreats will leave a completely different person. We have couples who come. We have single people who come. We have many different types of people who come. Um, but it is a – my wife will be there as well, and she leads a workshop mm-hmm. for the masculine and feminine and honoring and we do a thing together. It's it's really, really, really beautiful. So, but that is, yeah, again, October 4th through the 9th, the information is on my Instagram and my personal co- coaching, I work with high level CEOs and, 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 and founders and keeping their head on a swivel so they can go and do all this system and structure stuff. 
and I run masterminds as well. We're on week seven of of my latest artist power express mastermind. Okay. That's that's amazing. Okay. And and how can everybody find you? Uh, on my website, garenjones.com and uh, my Instagram, garen.jones. And if you have not read his book, you've got to read his it's book. Amazing. I love that it is a very easy read. Easy. It is it's perfect. I I read it in 2 days. It was great. You could read it in one day. I, I, yeah, it was important for someone when I first started reading books, I didn't like reading mm -hmm. books. So I read it for the person, for the people who don't like reading books and gave, took very complex things and made them so simple. Yep. And if you take those and if you actually look at the titles and what they're saying, they're based off of biblical principles. Absolutely. As well. It's just my version of how I share it. I love it. I mean, love it's, it. It's absolutely perfect. Okay. There has got to be a book two coming because. Oh yeah. No, there's book two, three, four and okay. five coming. Because listening to that book and then listening to your Instagrams or some of your podcasts, I'm like, oh man, he's hit next level to some of this stuff in here. Well, that, that book, that book, I started writing that book five years before it came out. It came out in 2020. Mm -hmm. I just didn't complete it because I just got, it wasn't until my, I, went my I met my wife. She's good at like completing <laughs> things. I'm good at great ideas and not finishing them. And she supported me in completing it. But um, so that book is who I was started as five years prior. So 2015. Mm -hmm. Who I am now in 2024, it, it's it's not even the same stratosphere. Yeah. Absolutely, and cool. and rightfully so. I mean, all of us hopefully have grown a lot since 2015. Well, thank you again, and uh, we'll be seeing more of you, I'm sure. And look for my uh, little comments that I'll be posting, I'm sure, on some of your posts. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful okay, day. Okay, cool. Hope to see, I, I hope to see you too at the retreat. Hey, I have happens. been telling Trey, I said, you know, I said last year, every year I make a vision board um, at, at the beginning of the year, just to set my year. I, I set it up there. And a lot of times I don't even purposely try to hit those things. And then one day I'll be walking by and I'll be like, hey, I actually have that car. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, I said this year, I said, I want to become addicted to growing together. I said, I want to become addicted to hitting that next level, to marriage conferences, to pouring into ourselves together and growing. So I'm getting there. All right, sugar daddy, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank See you all soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly.
There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.